Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sacred Anarchy Live. This is our very first episode, and I'm very excited to be here with you. Um, I have my lovely fiance here with us. So I want to make sure that you guys get to know him as well. So this is a joint effort as we embark on what we're calling sacred anarchy. And as you will see in our little presentation and the conversations that we're going to be having every single week, that sacred anarchy, we truly know in our hearts that this is the movement and the way of life that is necessary for the world to move forward. And that all starts with the person in the mirror. So for those of you guys who are here live, I want to thank you guys so much for being here. We have quite an interesting uh, first episode because we want to give you guys a little bit of back background of how we even got introduced to anarchy. Then we'll talk about what anarchy is, what it is absolutely not, and how many authors and essayists and entrepreneurs and activists have been talking about anarchy for a really long time. But as we started to unfold the message behind anarchy, what I really felt in my heart just from my years of uh, working in the spiritual world uh, with Holistic Fashionista and my magazine is really that we must have that spiritual component. And so for us, anarchy is not a political movement. It is a spiritual one, and it is truly how we're going to, as a collective and individually, change the world. So anybody out there who doesn't feel that they have power, that how can we change a system that is broken if we're not inside of the system? And that is the paradigm, and that is the paradox. But if you really understand what sacred anarchy is, not just anarchy, but that's things that are congruent and with integrity and pure, you know, sacred is a purification process. And the more pure we are with our intentions, the more congruent we are, the more that anarchy is not only possible, it is the solution. So I want to take a moment to introduce Chad. Uh, Chad and I have an interesting uh, way that we found each other. Uh, I was uh, getting ready to leave California. I am a California native, uh, and I was ready to pick up and leave during the whole pandemic. And so I chose Nashville, and I just happened to find this lovely man who I was not even trying to call in. But as you'll learn, um, he definitely was calling me in with magic, which we will talk about magic very heavily in this uh, Sacred Anarchy Live weekly show. But um, once we found each other, we really found each other um, by our interests, and one of which happens to have been um, a tree of life called the Cult of Ball, <laughs> which was one of my projects back then when I had basically said, let me show you what I'm up 
image of the cult of ball and you guys can google that see what it looks like it's pretty wild if you're already part of the inner temple magic academy or the great rebirth series we've already discussed this but he laughed and then took a picture of the poster of the cult of ball that was hanging on his wall in his living room and it was just at that point i think we both were uh realized this is a pretty rare find <laughs> And uh, luckily, I was getting ready to move there in just a few weeks. So we ended up talking for a few weeks before I finally moved there. And that opened up all kinds of different avenues um, from magic to politics, obviously, obviously to medical tyranny. Obviously, we were going through a very interesting time in our history. So Chad, um, maybe share a little bit about your background. I mean, you've always we're into politics. So just welcome. Thanks for being here. And do share with us a little bit about your background. Well, I was uh, into politics more so by family. I was born into a, a family that was very right-wing, uh, very right-wing conservative leaning. And um, as any, as any uh, youth would do, I rebelled against that. And you know, that growing up in the, the Reagan years and then the Bush years and then post 9-11, um, I was far from uh, supportive of government in any way, shape or form. I, I, I had not lost faith in the system, though. I was still a uh, uh, what we would refer to as a statist. I, I still thought that there was some way that through supporting uh, third parties like uh, the Libertarians or um, uh, the Greens, politically, you could create a movement that would oust the 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 current you know ruling elite. Um, I just I chalk that up to you know naive uh, youthful you know thinking uh delusions of a, a young pothead but <laughs> um the uh you know when when angel and angel and i connected it was probably the most tumultuous time that we've all experienced in in current years it was 2020 the first time in anyone's lives the government just mandated that you had you're either an essential human or an unessential human. And uh, the vast majority of humans were deemed unessential and told to just stay at home and close their businesses. And uh, fact after fact was, was not backed up. There was, there was no uh, concrete proof that was being pushed. Uh, it was, it was all just rhetoric, which, um, you know, during the, the Trump presidency, I, you know, never voted for Donald Trump in 2016. I thought it was a, uh, a, a humorous, uh, presidency and, and how he came into the office and the frenzy that the emotional frenzy that was whipped up with his single tweets, you know, sending, you know, 30% of the country into a blind emotional rage and, um, was humorous to me and and but as the 2020 
went on, uh, it really seemed as though like the left-leaning side of the political uh, spectrum in the United States was was pushing for more communist, authoritarian, top-down, you know, control measures, which really frightened me. And having, you know, being a, a history buff and studying uh, Stalinist Russia and Mao's China, I was, you know, was not about to, to uh, exist in a world like, like that. So in that period, like I, for the first time in my life, I, I, I joined the Republican Party uh, thinking that I was going to fight against these policies and uh, became a um, uh, district chair within in my my district in uh, Nashville and for about six months tried to propose ideas and 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 push you know the envelope of freedom in in, in the party and uh, this is just over a year ago I, I finally hit a wall that that they didn't really want freedom either for the people what they wanted was their way of life enforced on everyone else via government authoritarian uh you know tyranny so you know kind of yes that's what time is he was uh chairman for the republican party in nashville i got really interested in anarchy i had discovered mark passio which i know some of you guys have heard of and he really does crack me up um his podcast is definitely avant-garde but he had a lot of wisdom around it um i coming from that spiritual background realized that there was this missing piece and so while mark was a great introduction you know he had these other mentors like larkin rose and all these names that were brand new to me so i started going down this wormhole and i started to talk to chad about anarchy and then he was like i showed him this guy's podcast and so we ended up uh really embracing this concept but i knew that there was a missing piece to anarchy because it has it is an egregore so an egregore is basically a, a hive mind or a group think and it had this stereotype that you know anarchy is destruction it's chaos it's you know mania and i thought to myself well me and my clients we you know from a spiritual standpoint we are anarchists because we do govern ourselves we take personal responsibility for the things that we uh are doing and are the outcomes we've created in our life so why don't i marry these two you know why don't we take this idea of uh, self-governance, not just from a governmental uh, perspective, but from a spiritual one. And that's when I realized that I have potentially outgrown my current business at the time, which was Holistic Fashionista. Some of you guys might have remembered Holistic Fashionista magazine. We were in business for almost a decade and it was a thriving business, but 
what I had uncovered with anarchy and where I wanted to take this was really where my soul already was with helping to create a new earth. But now I wanted to help people lead a movement. And then that movement starts with the person in the mirror. So one of the things that I have uncovered in the last, gosh, uh, over the last couple of years through studying all of these different esoteric them on top, you come up with a very interesting formula. And it is something that I now call the mythic city healing modality, where the first government or the first uh, self-governing project that you're going to do is you're going to manage the archetypes within your mind. And when you learn how to govern that, then all of a sudden you start to feel free. You start to feel what sovereignty, what true sovereignty is, not something that is uh, given to you by the state, if you will, but something that you give to yourself. And that's really the magic behind sacred anarchy is it's about consciousness. And it's something that Chad and I have said over and over together behind the scenes that anarchy is not possible without consciousness. So if you're not going to be a conscious individual, then our society will reflect that right back at us and we will see an unconscious civilization. So we have to go back and this is where we start to reclaim our own personal power in how we're going to change the world by starting with that first, that, that mythic city, being a leader to your own archetypes, to the own thoughts in your mind, to the parts of yourself that you have not healed, uh, to the beliefs that you still believe, which are potentially an egregore or part of a hive mind. Uh, I will be talking about this a lot in my, my new book called Sacred Anarchy, which I don't have it in front of me right now because it's still being edited and uh, all of that. So once I have that, you'll start to see the framework uh, through these episodes and through that uh, that book. So that's really how we be- came to this moment of merging his, you know, political uh, background of wanting to reform society, and then my spiritual background with with holistic fashionista and creating the new earth. And together, this really, you know, we already had a strong relationship, but it gave us um, a a project. Um, I hadn't really involved him too much in the early uh, parts of sacred anarchy, but now is the perfect time. I've only been in business for one year. (laughs) Uh, So now I feel that this is a time and this is the perfect platform with his digital um, music background and in tech and all of that. So, um, so that's kind of the introduction of what sacred anarchy is. Um, Any words before we get into our presentation tonight, hon? I would I would just like to mention that you know anarchy has has purposely been given a bad reputation um through what we about anarchists in the early 20th century you know causing world war 1 and and uh you know them being spies for other countries all these people were were 
labeled as propagandists and and uh, several were executed by the state. And now in our modern day, it's uh, you know the the Antifa riots that occurred in the summer of of 2020 was was labeled anarchist. And a lot of those people still call themselves anarchists, but they're nothing of the sort. An anarchist at the root etymological definition of the word is someone who does not need rulers. It is a no rulers. You rule yourself. There is, um, it's not political, as Angel said. There's there's no political uh, party of anarchy. It's it's people that want to live how they want to live with, um, in a voluntary society with one another. That means having uh, co- complete cooperation in all of your daily daily lives, and. Most of what we do in our daily lives is is anarchist, if you really think about it. Every time that you voluntarily uh, exchange, uh, you know, money for a product, you know, you go into the store voluntarily, you pick the product, no one's forcing you to buy that product, and you pay for it. Uh, you need your, your yard raked. You meet someone in your neighborhood that wants to rake your yard. You uh, agree upon a set price or maybe a trade, and then you do that. So this that's what anarchy really is. Um, so don't be uh, dissuaded by um, the propaganda that, that has been you know pushed on the, on the, the idea. It, it totally is possible. But what we'll get into is that for self-rulership to really work, everyone has to have a a high, high level of morality. You know, there there can't be, uh, you know, an aggression from one another. Like the anti-aggression principle is 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 very high on the 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 laws of anarchy so i just wanted to get that out before very important i mean once you realize that you are choosing to stop at the stop sign which and not run through it because a dog might be walking by or a person not because the law says you have to stop at the stop sign you're not stopping because the law says you're stopping because you're being mindful of your surroundings it's the the proper thing to do exactly so they have you know the state or (laughs) the dark psychologist uh, really want to play this this God role of protect and serve, and yeah, as we, we we can't live without them. Yeah, they're, they're, we are helpless without the state. But when we look at, um, when we look at public um, support for the state, you know, Congress in the United States usually has somewhere around like a ten to thirteen percent approval rating. Like people f- even find our our political structure as completely incompetent, but at the same time are, are absolutely petrified of 
of the idea of not having that in place. It's like, um, it, it's like uh, akin to being, uh, a child who had an overbearing, you know, parent or parents that made the child feel that they could not exist without the parents and parent tries to go away for a weekend and the child is paralyzed. They, they literally cannot exist, but it's, uh, but from an adult standpoint, I mean, we do have the right to do, to live our lives in the way that we want so long as it's not harming another being. And this is, this is where imagination, and this is the spiritual component that I think has really been missing from this, from this topic for, you know, centuries is that we have to include the spiritual part. We have to include us raising our vibration, getting in touch with the, our higher faculties and using our imagination. People do not think that anarchy could be possible because they cannot even imagine that a populace could be conscious enough to rule themselves. And this is where we can segment off into many different branches, one of those branches being mind control. If you cannot imagine a society where the society is conscious in its actions, then that's the first place we got to look. We got to look at why are we, why can we not imagine that? Why is that so difficult that to not have a ruler, to not have a master, to not be somebody's servant or slave. And I think until we can unravel that question, which is what we will be doing every week in this uh, live cast. So we're going to start with some quotes because we're not the only ones talking about anarchy and nor have, <laughs> nor have we are the first brilliant minds, philosophers, authors, speakers, and whatnot, who have been speaking about this subject forever. So let's go ahead and uh, share the screen. Here we go. Okay. Everything the state says is a lie, and everything it has, it has stolen. Said by Friedrich Nietzsche, 1800s. So here we are, and I've talked about this very extensively in the Great Rebirth series, that they have taken a concept of, of information from the ancient civilizations, and they have reworked it in order to serve them, to maintain and to uh, direct their power amongst the populace. And that information is sacred knowledge. It's wisdom teachings that I talk about in all of my teachings um, that has been stolen. It has been reworked. You know, I just got done talking about the difference between holarchy and hierarchy. Holarchy is about the whole and that we all play a part in the whole, where a hierarchy says someone is above and someone is below. So they've taken these profound concepts and they have 
twisted them to make it work for their agenda. And so if we are to believe something that is a lie, then that sets us on a path to believing something that is not true. And so what does that mean? When you believe something that is not true, all of a sudden you are filled with delusion. You're filled with confusion. So if we don't actually know ourselves, then we are easily programmable. It, it takes the the belief in authority, in, in, in man-made authority, that that somehow another person has been granted the rights to rule over you and to do immoral things to maintain their rule. You know, the the the, the, the idea of anarchy is that if if you would not do something to another person yourself, whether it be, you know, rob them, you know, physically harm them, kidnap them, in what way does it make logical sense that you would give a, a group of people the ability to do that through you know a ritual we call voting we we acquiesce that this small group of people has the ability to draft laws and then have their enforcer class you know the police and military enforce their decrees via violence but this is also the exactly what Nietzsche is saying here that everything is stolen. Even the concept of law is a stolen concept. Natural law, which is what we need to be abiding by if we are to truly have sacred anarchy. So we've they've taken this these cosmic universal laws, taken that concept and now pulled it down into to use to enforce what they want this world to be. So everything has been fabricated. Everything has been stolen, reworded, and reworked to work in their favor and to keep us the slaves to, to our master. And thanks to um, a solid 100 years of a, a state education system, our, our children are, are being raised to blindly follow authority. They get in trouble if they don't listen to their teachers. So they're not taught to be self-reliant or responsible. Uh, they're taught just to blindly obey. And after several decades of, of being spoon-fed, you know, the state curriculum, and then reinforced via uh, entertainment, television, the individuals just accept the lie. They they accept the the that every April we we uh, we have to file our taxes and, and give the federal government uh, twenty to thirty percent of our earnings, and then another ten percent to the state, and then other taxes on uh, you know licenses, gas, you know. 
yeah. registrations, like et cetera, to where, you know, half of our income is now just taken away. Where if, if you were to walk across the street to your neighbor and, and demand that he give you, mm. you know, 30% of his income, he'd think you're crazy. Now, if you wrote it on a piece of paper that he has to give it to you, uh, would that make it more more justified? Would if you wrote it on a piece of paper and and had ten other neighbors sign the piece of paper saying that he he that you have the right to take his earnings? Does that make it justified? It's, it's like absolutely not. Yeah. Go to the next slide. I die as I have lived, a free spirit, an anarchist, owing no allegiance to rulers, heavenly or earthly. Such a beautiful concept. If you know that you are free, then all of a sudden you are living. But when you feel that someone else is controlling your life, whatever that is, you know, for me, the visual is uh, feeling like, you know, my wings are taped to my body and I cannot fly. But when you embrace the philosophy of anarchy, of sacred anarchy, something starts to open up those wings. Like, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a, it's a metaphor here. Obviously I'm speaking, but you start to feel what freedom actually feels like, because you have your own thoughts. You start to live your life in the way that is, that works for you. You start to play with the, uh, with the spirit, the spirit of mankind, the spirit of humanity. And, uh, and I think that is really living. And right now, I feel that with the way structurally the world is set up, it doesn't feel very free spiritually. Freedom is a, is a catchphrase that you see in a bumper sticker. You know, you see it at political rallies. But empowering a, a, a group of psychopaths to rule over you and detain you against your will uh, and demand your, your your livelihood is 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 not freedom like politics is not freedom you will not find freedom through a political party ever and that's where we get into identity you know what the the egregores that we've attached with the things that we've fed the cultures the cultures the the uh the identifications uh you know i am and whatever comes after that statement those identities those beliefs those are the things that keep man not free because as a being as a spiritual being you should be able to be whatever you want. And when you start to identify with something, then all of a sudden it starts to remove the infinite possibilities 
of who you could become. Absolutely. Noam Chomsky said, that is what I've always understood to be the essence of anarchism, the conviction that the burden of proof has to be placed on authority and that it should be dismantled if that burden cannot be met. So if, if government, if the, the group of people that call themselves government to rule over you do not have the, the, um, the proof that what they're doing is, uh, is justified, then they don't have any, uh, they don't have any relevancy to exist. You know, we, we see this time and time again with our, our, our current administrations, whether it's this country, or other countries, they, they lie, they get caught in the lie and they just play it off and, and, and go straight into another lie. Yeah. You know, how many times did we, in 2020, do we see the, you can't visit your family, you can't, you can't open your, your restaurant, you can't, um, uh, you, you can't go to a concert, but then you would see the, the leaked footage of the, the governor at a restaurant, the, the, the governor taking the trip to Mexico to enjoy themselves. Because in their eyes, they are the masters and the masters make up the rules and we are supposed to be enslaved to them. And so this is where, you know, following any leak, you know, and, and what I'm finding is that even with, when something seems like there's no other alternative, that's when the higher faculties have to come in because there's always another angle. But if you're and I, I did a little teaching on my Instagram today about the mind. Your mind is a room. And what you're filling that room in with the books you read, the programs you watch, the people, all that, it creates the vibe. So if you cannot imagine another way, that is the perfect opportunity to change the vibe of your room. The mind is is a miraculous thing that what you feed it is either feeding it so it could escape that paradigm or and so that's where you know this podcast or live cast um is going to be our way of contributing to hopefully filling your room, right? At least a room in your mind with these new thoughts, with these new ideas for you to contemplate and for you to ponder. And then all of a sudden you invite new visitors into your mind and those visitors offer different perspectives. And that's where we are with sacred anarchy, because we need more ideas. We need more perspectives, but we need people who want to invite new visitors into their mind. And that's where we are going to together come up with beautiful ways to live in this world without 
spending so much time and energy focusing on the masters, so to speak. A man is no less a slave because he is allowed to choose a new master once in a term of years. Well, this is the 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 Hegelian dialectic at work, you know, our our, our ritual, our our religious ritual of voting uh, every two to four years for state. Uh, you know, local, state, and federal representatives, presidents, whatever, whatever it may be, um, is it really a choice if you only have two options? <laughs> you know, if if every night um, I gave you the option of uh, uh, you know chicken or steak for dinner. Is that really an option? You know, you're you're uh, you're intelligent. You've you've seen the refrigerator. It's full of vegetables and uh, seafood and uh, pasta. I mean, there's all kinds of options out there. But every two to four years, you're given two options, and the 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 majority of of the people that that vote, you know. The, uh, you say that the, the voting voting population is really about fifty percent of this of of the United States. Um, out of the fifty percent, you know, it's almost split between uh, Democrats and Republicans. So half of us does don't even pay attention to the to the the ritual, which is could be a positive, it could be a negative, but. You know, in the end, it doesn't matter if it's uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump running the presidency. The, the government continues to exist. The wars persist. Mm. Uh, the taxes increase. Um, you know, more programs are doled out. Nothing really, really changes. You know, the the, the debate is is very is very thin. It's between uh, a, a few. Uh, emotionally triggering subjects that that keeps everyone in the locked into the paradigm mm -hmm. of elections but in the end you know you, you know like the Lysander is saying in this quote you you get a new master and then like the the minority just have to suck it up for 4 years and let the master have his you know his air have, time yeah have his have his his is due and you know it's we call that democracy that you know both 10 million people decide that what the other 300 million are going to do how they're going to be treated for for four years you know it's uh you know you find out through through our discussions on this this program that um the ultimate minority is the individual mm. the individual individual's rights what you personally want to do you should be allowed to do it as long as you're not doing any harm to anyone else you know that that's freedom 
And there's all these loopholes, you know, with maritime law. Again, going back to the law, stolen concept here. You know, as soon as you step in as Jordan Maxwell spoke so eloquently about that, uh, you know, you step into a courtroom and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's about the contracts. It's about the the representative. You're no longer even sovereign. You're now being represented. You're not, you're, you're not even you anymore. You're, you're represented by someone else. So that again, goes back to the, the paradigm that it continues to keep us in that matrix that we must have a master. We must have a representative and that that is just how it's going to be. And I am just so thrilled that I have continued to see over the last couple of weeks, a lot of uh, things are popping up about, you know, exiting, you know, the contracts that we've somehow signed up for when we paid our first tax return. Like, so there, I'm seeing the change in consciousness by the offerings, right? The people that are coming together who know law, who understand how we got into this mess, because it's things that we have to dig so far down the rabbit hole to even figure out, well, how could we exit it? And so this is how I know that the consciousness of mankind is raising because I can see, you know, my business mind just going back to my the way that I have um, been online for so long, uh, building a business. But it's the offerings. When I see the offerings change, I know the consciousness is starting to change as well. Yeah, and, and if you pay attention to to the overall general vibe of social media, if people are are calling out mm-hmm. the ludicrous, you know, behavior frequently. I, mean, I, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but if you're on Twitter, one of the my f- most favorite things to do is follow the white house and just look at the comments after every white house post i mean it's it's lit it's just like you know i'm a comment reader i spent hundreds, that's what i'm on social for to read the comments calling out the bullshit like it's and it's i think amazing. that's a great exercise um for anybody who doesn't you know if you're on social if you're not good for you. But if you are spend, you know, five minutes a day and read the comments of on certain things, and you're going to see the consciousness that is budding uh, in this realm, because people are just like making a mockery of the things that we're being exposed to right now. And that's how you know that things are changing. And so there's clues everywhere. Um, But there's also right on top of the clues are also the 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 false uh the bots and the trolls and the uh what did you, that article that you sent me on the on DARPA oh yeah the you know how to create uh um influencers and and use them to to emotionally control a population um, to get them to think in a certain way so there's always going to be that that matrix on top of you know uh, on top of the idea to get people to maintain that perspective. So it's up to us, you know, as the sacred anarchists, as the, 
the those who are doing the great work, the inside job, leading their own movement in their mind towards their own sovereignty. When you start to recognize that you have always had the power, it just, it was required that we cut cords with that matrix, that false film of lies and deception and illusion and, and, and seep through that fog. And then all of a sudden you now see, but not just with like your physical eyes, you see with your spiritual eyes and your spiritual eyes are your spirit is talking through your eyes. So you start to be able to read between the lines. And this is also how you know that you are raising in consciousness because things become much clearer. And that's how you know that that room in your mind that you're creating through the information that you're absorbing is taking an effect. Well, back to the hierarchy mm. and the, you brought up the the courtroom and the legal system and we all know the legal system protects a certain class and and uh it's really there to punish a, a whole other part of the population and, and i think the this next quote uh, by lysander sums that up those who are capable of tyranny are capable of perjury to sustain it that's right. I mean, back to the, you know, calling out the, the elites, the, the ruling class, the, we watch them lie repeatedly. Like we're, we're just, you know, we, we're treated as a, as a, as a collective, as, as a, you know, a, you know, nine-year-olds that, that, believe in santa claus even though we we caught our parents like <laughs> under the tree like putting out gifts like, like just left and right like it doesn't matter if it was uh donald trump or hillary clinton or biden or press secretaries like it's just lie after lie after lie and this is how they you know they they keep the 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 public um you know, view of, of the, of their hierarchy, that it, that it's justified because they're never going to admit to their, to their faults, uh, actions. They'll, they're never going to like, you're never going to see a day where, uh, a politician is accused of, of a, uh, you know, immoral act and right off the bat say, yeah, that was me. You caught me. I mean, if you know the '90s when the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky scandal, like, did you have improper relations with this girl? Like, no, 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 no. They had to find the, you know, genetic evidence <laughs> on the dress that matched the president. Mm -hmm. And then, after months of this fiasco, uh, yep, I did it. That's that. And we should be not just calling them out, but we should start to question why are we still being entertained yeah, how long by that? Yeah. How, how long are we going to keep it the, the charade? I mean, we're, 
it's it's a it's a pastime it's part of people's identity now to identify with what these ruling class are going to do next which ritual they're going to do who's going to get the crown like you know who's going to be on the cover of the magazine it's like it's 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 too much effort for it's too much identification uh to a certain identity that people aren't willing to part from but what we're saying here is that when you start to manage and govern yourself and invite different things into your mind then all of a sudden you're going to start to realize how was i wasting so much time and energy even being interested in that you know i i have this whole hashtag thing on instagram end idolatry let's just be done with it can we just start having more interesting conversations you know, it used to be uh these conversations were were uh far you know few and far between but you know now they're happening more and more and i feel like you know at this moment we are we're all in the room in that scene in the wizard of oz where the curtain gets pulled back and the true wizard is at the machine pulling the levers. But this moment is like years, like the entire, you know, conscious population is watching the, the wizard for decades now. Yeah, I know. And still just going along with going it. about their day and, uh, you know, Waiting for somebody to come save them. Percent of the population doesn't vote, and that may be a positive, it may be a negative. And in the negative light, um, the person that doesn't believe isn't participating in the political ritual, but they are invested in companies via the stock market Mm. that are backing those those companies they're they're equally part of this problem mm-hmm. they're uh that is their consent right for these people to continue their tyrannical behavior because the companies are who who run this show now you know right. they're they're, they're funding money it. in their pockets yeah they're so- they're funding the political you know the political spectrum it's like you know you vote one way uh, you get millions of people to be against a certain, um, a certain, let's just say, in, environmental uh, catastrophe. Nothing will happen unless a corporation comes along and has a way to benefit, you know, uh, profit off of the, the the environmental issue. That at that moment, the politician will run in in line with the corporation they they do not re- represent the people they right only follow the money that keeps them in office and that's that circular economy that he and I have talked about many times here but uh basically the money is in this it's in one pocket and in and right back into the same pocket it's just under another corporation's name so when we talk about the great work and you know taking full responsibility for yourself, raising in consciousness. That means it's a process. This isn't waking up one day and being like, okay, I'm, I'm a conscious person. I'm doing good. It's like, but where are you spending your money? You know, this company, you don't, they're all 
funded by the same people, but under different names. So it becomes very confusing to find how you are or are not supporting the supporting them. So it's up to us to take the time. And that's where we have to pull our attention away from the the entertainment uh, and into more of the, the yeah. how is this problem even still here? Oh, wait, I am a part of the problem. Yeah, that, I that. am still funding this. Consciously living your life. Consciously living your life is knowing how all of your actions are manifesting in the world uh, in your personal world, as well as the, the, the greater world. Yep. You know, so it's all about, all about, uh, making the correct choice, educating, taking the time to educate yourself to make the right choice. Speaking of choice, <laughs> what is an anarchist? One who choosing accepts the responsibility of choice. That's right. This is, it is your ultimate responsibility. You want to make the, the, the world a better place for yourself and for those around you. You have to take on the right responsibility. And if you made the wrong choice, admit that you were wrong mm -hmm. and, you know, correct it if, if you can at that point. That's right. This is a big one. And this is where we begin the journey is taking a good hard look at your choices and, and that's going to require some humility <laughs> yeah yeah i mean Humble our, pie. Our, our hierarchy our, our our political class um enjoys the the consent of the people because the the act of voting is so harmless like they they, they prop it up they uh you, you 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 uh you see the the debates on tv you see the yard signs in, in in the neighborhood you finally the day comes along and you you line up you go to the machine you 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 cast a secret ballot because you don't want anyone else to know what you're supporting and then once the election happens you share none of the responsibility mm -hmm. of what that person does while in office so what if, you know, what if, you know, the shared responsibility of an, of a, the outcome of an election is, is, is shared equally amongst the people that voted for that person. <laughs> so, so if, you know, the, 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 the sitting president causes another conflict, let's just say of uh, current events, um, the United States has approached a hundred billion dollars and, uh, support for the Ukrainian government. We don't know where that that is going, but we know that that's uh, you know billions of dollars that were taken from the the population. That's that's the tax that's dollars. The tax dollars. Mm -hmm. That's that's our collective, you know, contribution. Yeah. Like I didn't approve of that. You know, Angel didn't consent for that. It's being taken out of our our livelihoods right now but what if in 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 my uh hypothetical situation what if we then took that that 100 billion dollar tab and and split it up equally amongst everyone who voted for Joe Biden would that 
Would that make you think about who you're voting for or if you want to vote at all? Exactly. Nobody wants to take personal responsibility. And that's exactly what we're trying to talk about here. Choices. Human beings are born with different capacities. If they are free, they are not equal. And if they are equal, they are not free. It's a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? I mean, does it mean the, you know, we have to accept inequality? I don't know. It's been like green in our, in our, in our, our heads for, for years from all these social movements and like the ultimate goal is, is that everyone are equal, all equals, but aren't we all born with as individuals with individual, uh, individual traits, individual, um, uh, uh, proclivities that, that make one person want to pursue, uh, the art. Uh, you know, the arts and they've become a, an amazing painter or a pianist and another person is more physically endowed. So they've, you know, become uh, a, a professional athlete. Like equality is, is, is uh, nice in, in the idea of it, but in reality, like we aren't equal and that should be celebrated. Well, think about it this way from a, from a karmic perspective if we all incarnated here and we all had specific lessons life lessons that we decided that i want to learn these things i didn't learn them last time or whatever then some people might have decided that they wanted to take on a heavier burden they wanted to take on a heavier load i mean this is something we talk about in astrology right life path astrology you know we all have different traits we have different influences we have different celestial and planetary uh planetary uh influences so uh, if we think about equality instead of saying he has more than me and we should divvy it up the same it's like but then you're starting to again play that god role of like but maybe i wanted to have less because i wanted to learn this specific lesson and maybe i was going to go through all of this crazy stuff because that's what I decided I wanted to do. And now you're going to step in and you're going to try to change that. I want to change it for myself. I would like to experience what it would be like to overcome that thing. So I don't want to become complacent. I don't want anybody to take care of me. What I want is to learn and to grow. And I really do believe that that's what we're here to do. And that is not something that the government or any social movement needs to step in and do for me. Oh, will you share the screen, babe? There we go. The master does not need to whip the obedient slaves but that doesn't mean those slaves are free. Master doesn't need to whip the obedient slaves. Think about that. But that doesn't mean those slaves are free. Just, just because you follow all the rules and 
pay all your dues and pay all your taxes and pay, you know, you're you obedient to police officers and the state and you salute the flag and recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, there is no reward for you. <laughs> there is no... Um, there is no freedom in in those actions. You're now uh, um, a, a, a carbon copy, you know, supposed model citizen. But but what does that mean? Yeah. What is being a model citizen? How about being uh, a, a a a representative to you? You having self respect? Shouldn't that be where who we are obeying to our higher self i am reporting back to did i do good did i do the right thing instead of measuring my freedom based on if i'm debt free or own a home i mean really being an obedient um person throughout the 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 past two years you're in a tough spot you you've you've fed uh you've been fed a diet of lies and you've you've digested them all and and um now the the lies are, are being exposed and and you're you're just left with that empty feeling that the the master the master has his has secretly whipped you, psychologically whipped you. And really, the more obedient you are to a master that is not yourself, the easier it's going to be to manipulate you, to get you to continue to do things and buy into things. Because what's happened is if you, you've cut yourself off from your higher faculties, which is your intuition, your higher mind, your divine will, when you have access to those faculties, nothing's going to get by you. But when you are an obedient slave to the rules and regulations uh, that the dark psychologists have put in place, then you're cut off from getting to know that part of you. And that to me is the biggest uh, form of slavery to be cut off from your higher faculties. Gosh, this is where magic has become such a big conversation in my, my teachings is that your magic is how powerful you are and going back to those spiritual eyes, your spirit, the stronger your spirit, the more powerful you are, the more free you feel. Yeah. I mean, it's the, uh, it's almost like the, uh, metaphor I, I, I think of is a child, um, getting their first bike with training wheels and then, you know, never, never removing the training wheels. Mm. I, Government is the training wheels. They're not going to allow you to be all that you really are capable of being. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a putting a limit on the potential of the individual at every turn. That's right. One more from Larkin. Okie dokie. But when it comes right down to it, every government 
is in the business of controlling and extorting the peasants. If you work for the system and get in the way of that agenda, you won't be there for long. Yeah. We have another uh, episode. We'll dive into the, the people that have um, gotten in the way of the agenda over the, the years yeah. that um, are no longer with us. Yeah. They're no longer with us. The, they include uh, in the system, people such as politicians that, and writers, you know, authors that have been uh, exposing this. Musicians that got in the way. Um, many, many famous names that have been uh, disappeared and overdosed and, you know, who, who knows what else. But uh, the system has to, it's only out for the system. Like the system, the state has to protect the state at all costs. That's why they will never admit to fault or a lie. So one of the things I talk about in the leadership training is that the more people we have leading a movement, right? Instead of trying to capitalize and you could become these millionaires and billionaires and, you know, that's been the goal of business for, you know, for centuries here, uh, for the over at least for the last century, just this this constant nag of making money. But if everybody is, le- you know, leading a movement, meaning you are stepping into your uh, your power, you're starting. You want to teach. You want to you want to follow your spirit. And the more that we have doing that, being an individual, uh, the harder it's going to be to control what they refer to as peasants, because we're not under their jurisdiction. We're not under their uh, puppet strings. We're not part of uh, the conglomerates of the entertainment industry or Hollywood or the banking world. Uh, When we are not affiliated with their so-called industries and instead are individually leading our own movements and everybody having something valuable to contribute to society, we become a force, a collective force, not just one big brand uh, that one company collects all the big bucks like BlackRock. We become individually uh, powerful and those small pieces of the pie that are leading towards the same mission, right? To create a new world where we are individuals and we honor our karmic lessons. And it's okay if we're not all perfectly equal. In fact, we should be celebrating that we're all here to do different things. And that's how we get to expand the mind. And we get to come up with new philosophies and ideas that we get to share with each other and then discuss them, not debate them, but discuss. I think we have just a few more slides here, you guys. Uh, no, there was a few more. Was there? Yep. We have some books that we want to uh, re- uh, refer to you guys. Oh, maybe. Oh, they were in there, but maybe 
I messed up. Uh, I do want to share with you guys two books. Um, I did have pictures of them, but it looks like I might not have downloaded that presentation entirely. So there's two books if you want to begin your journey with learning more about anarchy. Obviously, every week we'll be talking about this concept. But the first one is uh, the Larkin Rose book, the, the uh, which is called what the the biggest superstition. What's it called, babe? Uh, the Greatest Superstition. The Greatest Superstition. And uh, that's by Larkin Rose. And then the second one. Oh, there oh, we sorry, go. The Most Dangerous Superstition. Uh, there we go. Perfect. It's the, the myth of of authority. So That would be a good one to pick up. He also has a YouTube channel. Very well-spoken uh, individual. And then I've also got another one. Oh, yeah. And I have this series that I really liked of his, so I put this here too. Okay, so Freedom is a Two-Edged Sword. I actually did um, a book study on this book in the Inner Temple Magic Academy, but this concept of freedom as a two-edged sword really means that, and actually I had a quote if you want to pull up that so we can read that because that's this is a very interesting, here we go. Freedom is a two-edged sword of which one edge is liberty and the other responsibility. Both edges are exceedingly sharp and the weapon is not suited to casual, cowardly or treacherous hands. Now, I wanna say something about this book because it really inspired me uh, on my journey to anarchy is that freedom is a two-edged sword because it means you have to honor that other people are gonna do their own thing. They're not going to agree with everything you're doing, but so long as we are not hurting another being, right? It's okay if we have different perspectives and different philosophies and what have you, but that means we can't just shut one down. We have to learn to coexist in the same realm together uh, despite the differences. And so that's where we get into, you know, maturing the ego is the new way I'm describing this maturing the ego because freedom is a two-edged sword it's not that everybody's going to be doing as you're doing and believing as you're believing but to coexist and allow that to be okay is the goal here so that would be my second book and there's a little series about Jack Parsons who wrote that yeah, book strange angel yeah, Strange Angel. There's a series about his life. Um, very interesting and it's very well produced and done. So I would re recommend um, this, uh, this series called Strange Angel. Was there something else you were going to say, babe? Oh, well, I wanted to, to just emphasize the, the principle of non-aggression mm. in, um, in the and the, the 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 true liberty that is true liberty you're doing whatever you want to do you're following your path as long as you are not aggressing on anyone else around you yeah and as angel said to, to respect uh other people in their their liberty that's right so 
I want to thank everybody so much for showing up live and staying to the end of our first episode. We're still working out the kinks, so I really appreciate your patience. Uh, we will be posting uh, the replay uh, on our Rumble uh, account. I uh, haven't decided yet if we're going to put it on some kind of podcast platform. If you guys have suggestions, we do have a Telegram group uh, for Sacred Anarchy Live. Um, you can learn more about Sacred Anarchy and all of the offerings. I know many of you guys who are here are already well immersed in all the goodies that we've got there, but uh, we are really on a mission here to be of service, to help you guys get involved in doing your great work, which is the inside job. It's about, you know, balancing your inner temple and taking full responsibility for your life. And that should be something you want to do, not something you have to do, something that you want to do. And I think when you take that first step, it might seem scary at first, but if we've got an incredible community of high vibrational leaders, thinkers, philosophers, rebels, the whole nine yards. And I just really don't think you're going to find another community quite like this one. So check, check us out at sacredanarchy.org. And as I mentioned, I've got a book coming out called Sacred Anarchy, the How the Great Work Creates a New World. Um, that will be probably out in the next week or two. So hopefully by, by the next episode or the following one, um, you guys will have to uh, get your hands on that. So thank you guys so much for being here. And until next week, you want to say any final words, Chad, before we sign off? Had a pleasure. All right. All right, you guys, thanks so much. Um, thank you for all these warm comments. Thank you, Cindy. What a beautiful pairing. Loving this. It's beautiful. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>